What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. This is Lisa A. Smith, founder of the Black Health Academy, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. We are here with another quarantine episode, helping the life of the culture one episode at a time. It is a heavy, heavy time here in the U.S. and worldwide, but me and Jay are back reunited and it feels so good. Listen, if nothing else, music can really be a solace. Oh, yeah. In a time. It's the only thing that never fails, really. Let's hit that tone again, Jay, one more time. Reunited and it feels so good. You want to start a group? (laughs) We probably should. too soon. What you want to call it? The Black Health Acadians. There it is, my friend. There it is. There it is. We're, we're recruiting for some backup singers. We can't get backup singers. Yeah, we don't even got oh. we don't even no one has hired us to do anything. Oh shoot. Okay. Or do we just start off at the gate running? I feel like if you come out acting like you already out here. Okay, we're looking for backup singers, y'all. And come a couple correct. two steppers. Come correct. A couple two steppers. Yeah, we um we never told y'all this, but we gonna go ahead and release you know the media portion of the black health and we've been health 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 but music yeah, yeah, art, yeah. we own that we own that's not about us it's, it's about not. y'all and what y'all need and you've been randomly hitting them notes throughout the duration of the whole podcast that's absolutely true and I, thank you thank you for acknowledging that you're welcome yeah so it feels amazing to be back with the homie face to face recording does it i've been begging to spend time with you for a little while oh okay <laughs> shots fire we that's what we're not gonna do oh not now not now okay you don't ask i was time. hoping i was hoping you act like you missed me a little bit so i could say that like okay go ahead sis oh so i ain't the only one who holds up into the right time <laughs> is what you're saying <laughs> no no i was praying i'm like oh please say something like that so i can say and you know my sentimental butt was gonna say something <laughs> miss you <laughs> no nah, it ain't even like that you ain't been begging us for nothing. Whatever. We just went on a walk, me, you, and Tiff the it other day. Matter. It doesn't matter. That walk was scheduled for, what, three or four weeks? We got to schedule, schedule walks for three or four weeks in well, advance. you know, the way, the way COVID-19 set up, and you're scary behind. Yes, we do. Wait a minute. Let me re-up on my mask, my sanitizer. Let me, hold on. Let me climb up in the tree. Can y'all hear me from up here? I don't want to <laughs> come down there. Gosh. Okay. All right. Yeah. That might be true. But however, Shoot. there we are trees. For you, for you there are know. trees everywhere. You could have made it work. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And you've been climbing them for years, honey. Still got it, too. You're looking good. Oh, thank you. You're looking I good. Was, uh, thank you. I was, you know, I was Fresh waiting. Fresh out of quarantine, looking fantastic. All right. How's it feel to be slowly reintroducing little by little back into Great. the world? Do you feel the same? No. It feels great. Mm. I know people are out there that's probably listening like, no, wait, where are you? I'm still going in stores wearing my mask. I'm still going in public places wearing my mask. Still around, you know, basically just my family. And, you know, watching the people that I'm slowly starting to be around, like, you got symptoms. Like, you know, I mean, people you've been around. But it feels great. I am a very, very social person. Not social in a sense where I just want to go to clubs and be around people that I don't know but I'm very social in a sense of the people that I love yeah. I need I need to be around people that I love like it, it's important it's vital absolutely absolutely it's critical to health yeah With social connections yeah it's what it is mm-hmm. right it's critical to health so um absolutely I'm here with you the um zoom and the virtual meetings and the FaceTime you know it's it's, it's outworn it's welcome you said it's what it's outworn it's welcome 
I want, it's been on one, you know it's been on one, it's welcome with me. And what's funny is when I listened to our podcast that we did over the Zoom, we didn't have the same connection. It yeah. was, we didn't have the same, because it's like I couldn't look in your face, you couldn't look at my face, we didn't have the same cue. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it was, it was just some of the things that you see in person were, was lost. It was lost in translation, just being, not, not being face to face, so. No doubt. Yeah. So y'all, basically this podcast is going to be lit. It's, <laughs> it's, already it's already slapping. It's all we trying to say. It's all we trying to say. Listen, I, um, you've been setting appointments for stuff. Like you, you about to get back into these streets, these like salons or get some stuff done or anything like that. I ain't think so. No, I ain't think so. No, I ain't think so. I ain't think so. No, 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 no. I was just trying to make small talk. I I didn't think you was going there yet. If y'all don't know, Jay is much scarier than me. Much scarier than me. And so uh, here I am. I done got my hair done. And, I, and then she came to my place. And I, done, I got a nail appointment and a petty appointment this week. And I already made my waxing appointment. <laughs> and Jay just probably about to put me back in quarantine. This might be our only meeting until September. <laughs> she probably going to put me in quarantine for a couple weeks. Make yeah. sure I'm all clear. That's fair. That's fair. That is fair, man. Uh, but yeah. Jay is the scarier out of the two of us. Can you call it scary? Can you call it scary you are, or can you, my, or can my you call it cautious? Risk taking is how extreme your fears. We're both on both ends of the spectrum with extreme. Yes. You are ridiculous. I don't have a face shield. Some people are walking around with a face shield. That's and probably because you couldn't find one. It's not I did price them. I did. I did price them. I don't them. for a minute believe it's not because you didn't try and get one. Yeah, I did. I did. Then I was like, the shipping probably takes too long. Exactly. Right, yeah. Right. Your impatience is I what can, forced I you it. to use a basic mask. Okay. It has right, nothing to fair, do. Fair. Don't even try it. Nice. But uh, so we back out in these streets getting uh, reacquainted with things, you know, but still being cautious because I think, uh, Jay, you, you hear they predicting, you know, fall is going to be the next wave based on. Um, pandemics in the past, all the way going back to the 1700s, historically, they always, always come back for a second wave, and that second wave will always come back with a vengeance. Mm -hmm. And so they're predicting, like, it's about to hit way harder than it did the first time. Yeah, I saw that. In a couple months. What you think about it? You going to be bunkering Since, down? Yeah. Just going to go ahead and just do what we're supposed to do or, or do what most of us did the first time. Yeah. You know, just sit down. I don't like the, I don't like what, the lack of movement. I was a victim. I was a victim of lack of movement. I'm yeah. not going to even say it was my fault. The gym's not being open. It was cold outside. Yeah, I could have gotten <laughs> some. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like it Shut was up. your fault. You what? being sedentary wasn't your fault. No, 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 no. <laughs> mm -mm. You don't just put this upon me and expect me just to switch up every low. Uh, you know? It, it, but you say you're not going to hit those gyms. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do the gym. I've been going to the track every day, though. I've been going to the track because it's nice weather. Yeah, It's right. nice weather. So right. I can literally, before I start work, because I've worked through this whole thing, but I wasn't about to go out there in winter yeah. and go out there in, in the rain. But now, you know, I can go out there and, and just literally walk out my door, run down like you and I did. Yeah. Um, and just, just, you know, get it in. That is one benefit, I would say. And, and me personally, I think there's been a lot of benefits to quarantine. But I think that is one benefit is the season it occurred in. Mm -hmm. We went to a nice spring, mm -hmm. moved to some warmer weather, summer. So even though, you know, some of the stay, all the stay home orders haven't been lifted, everybody's not back to work, all those things. Um, we, can, we still had the opportunity to get out, get some fresh air, get some mm -hmm. vitamin D uh, and all that stuff. But if, if this thing comes back with a vengeance in those fall, winter months, that's going to hit different. So y'all better get your living room waist together. Cue up the Black Health Academy, you know, on your TV. You know, follow Tiff on those workouts. Because what we cannot do is not be physically ready 
for the revolution. You know how I feel about being fit on the front line. Yeah, you have to be. You have to be. Even though people have been doing it, man. Did you watch uh, Dave Chappelle? Oh, no, we did. just watched it yesterday. We oh, just watched man. it yesterday. You talking about he yes. wanted all the smoke. Oh, oh, he came with it. Oh. Who wants some? Anybody can get it. Anybody, Anybody can get it. Can I get love it. the no holds barred delivery oh, that he... every time. Oh, no, I'm not holding back. And if you thought it was because I was afraid, let me tell you why I didn't speak up. 100%. That... Okay. okay. It was so powerful. If you guys have not checked out Dave Chappelle's new 30-minute stand-up comedy special, you can only watch it on YouTube. It's called 846. 846, which is symbolic in two ways. It's the amount of time that the cop had his knee in George Floyd's neck, and it's also Dave Chappelle's time of birth. And so uh, it was really symbolic, and he... It was less of a comedy special and more of a political piece almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know what he said? You know, he's not being political. I'm not here for jokes. No. Yeah, he said he's not that too. <laughs> but it's not. And if you consider this, politics don't. This is about human. Like, this is about human rights. No doubt. This is about human rights. No doubt. So, Absolutely. Man, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. You know, I love you know, I love anybody who's articulate and well versed and does the research. Him being able to chronicle things at history, especially when he just talked about, you know, about the the black men who have went off mm -hmm. and basically, you know, killed a bunch of white people and all that stuff. They were all military and just mm -hmm. the connections he mm -hmm. made. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I thought that was brilliant. So you guys have to check out Dave Chappelle's new 30 minute stand up special. Again, it's called 846, 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Uh, you can find it on YouTube very easily. The actual YouTube channel, believe it or not, is called Netflix is a joke. It's the name of the YouTube channel. <laughs> wow. but, but this is a Netflix comedy special from my understanding. So figure that part out on your own. Just go watch it. Just go watch it. Um, if you want to hear from us, there's been a couple, a couple key figures that have done some great pieces, some talk pieces um, on it. I think Trevor Noah is another one, you know, great summation of kind of what's going on. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, so that was really good. That was really good, Jay. Um, wait, wait, what? It's all going to surround the same thing. I, I don't even know how to get my mind wrapped around anything else. But the 19-year-old who was uh, tweeted, she was she was a on the front lines protesting. Uh, her image, her her stance on it was quite clear everyone knew she was protesting she was a voice yeah for black lives matter movement was just murdered oh so i don't know this yeah. i hadn't heard this wait a minute wait a minute okay before we get deep into it jake i'm finish the story wait what is our segment where we identify something we saw heard or experienced in the last week that made us go wait, wait what? what yeah so 19 years old beautiful beautiful oh my gosh and, and please don't be one of us, because a, a girl got murdered years ago, and I said how cute of a child she was, and people got angry. Like, my family, what does that have to do with her? Why can't you acknowledge something that's good about them? Like, that doesn't mean, oh, my God, I would have been less angry if she, if she wasn't, but the girl was beautiful. I'm, I'm going to say that. Yeah. She was beautiful. And um, she tweeted, I've just been sexually assaulted, and she was found murdered, 19 years old. Wow. Yep. Was she sexually assaulted during a protest? We don't know the details. I don't know the details. I just read it today. <clears throat> mm. um, they found the man that they believe is responsible. Um, of murdering her or sexually assaulting her or maybe one in the same? I think one in the same. Okay. But not 100% sure, but definitely murdering her. And how was she killed? They're, they're just calling the homicide right now. I don't know. I don't know if she was shot. I don't know if she was stabbed. I don't know. I like literally mm. don't know. But I'm definitely going to stay 
um, following this story because what happened to this young girl? Mm, mm, mm. But I, I know what happened. I know what happened. The people, it was the same thing that happened to mm -hmm. the doctors who were trying to let everyone know that medicine and pharmaceutical drugs, mm -hmm. they were turning up. Mm, dead. Dead. Yep, 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 yep. So whenever you start to gain traction, yep. And oh, you, you oh we want to, you out of here. Yo, yeah, when you begin disrupting industry yeah, and we economy. Want you, we want you out of here. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I was like, <clears throat> man, it's been so many. It's been so. I thought. I thought I knew about racism. I really did. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I really thought I did, but I didn't. I, mm. I, I just knew it was racism. Right, right. I didn't know how deep it got. I didn't know. Because everybody from celebrities to just. You know, every day, everyone has been coming out the woodworks with their stories. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so disheartening and it's yes. so sad and yes. it cannot be ignored any longer. Absolutely. I agree a thousand percent. You know, the whole spring 2020 is wait what? You know, um, my wait what is definitely, you know, Rayshawn Brooks, the young man out of Atlanta who was murdered this past weekend. Um, you know, sleeping in his vehicle in a Wendy's drive through and uh, the police knocked on the vehicle, gave him a sobriety test, which he failed. Um, and they tried to apprehend him, resisted arrest a little bit. And uh, uh, eventually he got a taser away from one of the officers, you know, tried to run. And they shot him in the back a few times, you know, unarmed black man. Um, you know, a taser doesn't kill anybody. Right. Um, and there has been a plethora of videos, a plethora of footage with white men white people resisting arrest and walking away from it right um, you're trained for this yes the people exactly. that you apprehend Everybody don't go down peace don't peace. want to be apprehended peace no yep. one wants to be apprehended no that's right. one that's right so when you are apprehending someone just know that there is a high probability that they may resist so that's never a reason for you to say if they Murder. just wasn't resisting i wouldn't have murdered them in cold that's right. blood that's right that's what criminals that's what people who don't want a record that's what people who are sometimes drunk that's that's what they do that's exactly right and your job is never to murder it's still to serve and protect them that's right there is still a judicial system that they once they go to court they decide how it will be handled yeah, absolutely not you yep you are not you but, are not judge jury and executioner Ooh. Your job is simply to enforce the law. That's it. Bring the person in front of the judge and jury and then let them decide. But we are essentially, we're essentially deciding guilt on site at arrest. Right? Yeah. That's and I, essentially what's happening. And what you did warrants me, like Dave Chappelle said, to take something that you can't give. Yep. Yeah, that's the same thing E.T. said. Oh, no. It was E.T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also want to talk about that. Uh, oh, man, that was a bomb I, episode. I cried oh, through the... Oh, me too. Oh, no doubt. I cried through the whole podcast. So we, we both uh, listened to the Secret to Success podcast. Yeah. And there is a, a episode called uh, Pick a Side. And please take the time out to listen because yes. this is where it really... That, this is when I really realized that Oh, when there was a former police officer on there saying mm -hmm. that when he went to training, that the targets are black. The mm -hmm. targets that they practice on, the shooting on, is mm -hmm. black. Mm -hmm. The training where they go to learn how to be a police officer when it's past 
the academy and they're going out to the street. Yep. The, the training part, they go to the black areas to learn how to take down criminals. Yep. And when it's time for them to retire, they go to the white areas. Yep. This is already programming. Yep. This is programming from jump. From the start. So naturally, so naturally, what do, what, someone who has no experience with us, what are they going to think? Oh, God, I get all the criminals. I get all the people who, you know, commit crimes. Yep. No good. Threats. This is where we go. That's exactly the, the jungle. Right. This is where we go. Yep. And then all the good people, when, we, when we've earned our right to relax and not have to deal with so much crime, we go to the white area. Yep. Yep. And, and that's exactly what we call systemic. That's the pure definition of systemic racism because we are literally implanting yeah. these ideologies into these young cadets' minds, right? Mm -hmm. And and we're consciously or unconsciously, probably quite consciously, quite honestly. Yeah, um, there's no way. Th right, there's no way. So quite consciously, you know, teaching them that brown skin, black skin, people of color is going to be your higher risk area. That's gonna be where we need to be the most cautious, where you need to keep your finger and your hand on the trigger. And then when we go, like you said, to the suburbs, white areas, that's when we can let our guards down. That's when you can- That's you know, when you're safe. Yeah, that's basically. when you're safe. That's when you can pretty much, you know, help old ladies get their cat out the tree. Right, and if you and do help see someone commit a crime, relax. It's not gonna be a big relax. deal. It's no threat to that's you. That's not no threat. They got too much to Another lose. Another thing too valuable. Said, that really struck me was how they learn all the different like okay you speak you speak spanish you go to the spanish speaking area you speak whatever language it is you go to that area but we have our own language he said anybody can come to our area people don't think we have our own language but like you said we do we talk yes. with our hands that was such a good point we talk that with our hands we talk we we use our hands for emphasis that's such a good you point. do you will never know that nope you would never know that unless nope. you were from our area. So we need someone who looks like us. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Who understands the culture. Who understands the culture. It's a culture. It's a lack of understanding about the culture. Some things are um, basic. Language is like that's black and white. That's basic, right? But when you talk about the nonverbal cues. Exactly. It's just like when I had to go over to China, I had to realize that when the Chinese people came up and touched my hair or got too close to me for conversation for my liking, for my comfort level, or when a little kid in my class licked my hand and said, you don't taste like chocolate, <laughs> I had to, that was culture, that was lack of exposure, mm -hmm. and it was never meant, even when one of my Chinese colleagues, when I was getting ready to leave at the, at the end of the year, said, oh, Lisa, you're not fat anymore. That all was culture. That was that fattest what over in America it's derogatory more than likely. Over there right. it's not. You know, them coming over and getting in our personal space when we're having a conversation is a cultural thing. So me not knowing the culture, I was insulted and offended maybe my first few months in China. But then as I got to talking to my Chinese colleagues and learning, learning the culture, learning. it changed my experience, right? But so we're not teaching culture not in the at police all. academy. Not at all. We're right? not making any type of requirements to go into these areas that you know nothing about and you are responsible. Yep. Respond you can actually take their lives with no question. 100%. Because you felt threatened. I shared a story on social media about that, about uh my experience with racism when my car got uh, hit a pothole and got a flat and I was waiting on AAA and a young white cop and a, a maybe like a middle-aged cop came up to me and just interrogated me on my way to work. Now, this is the day I decided to care. So I had my hair done, all pent up, 
you know, makeup on. I was dressed up. I had my badge showing that I was going to work, but I hit a pothole. They interrogated me, made me prove that I called AAA. Um, and then this is the this is the kicker. He literally told me to get your hands out of get your hands out your lap. You're making me nervous. I am a woman who is clearly in distress. Yes. And girl, there is nothing intimidating about me. But if it was your skin is. Yes, it is. Jay. But if you feel intimidated, that's your no matter who you feel intimidated by. It's not, if I see dogs all the time, I feel intimidated by them. That don't mean I can get a good, oh my God, you have a pit bull, I'm gonna kill you. Oh my God, you have a rock I'm gonna kill you. That's my problem. That's something I have to deal with. Mm -mm. No? No, no, that's not how they, no. Uh -uh. It's us against you, it's me, it's me and them. And I have a whole system backing me. Exactly right. Yeah, no, uh-uh, nope. And it's, it's just sad, I was like, wow, to the point I, at that time, because I wasn't too far from home, me on my flat tire drove back home and waited for AAA there and changed my location because I didn't want to keep getting harassed. I'm like, if you didn't offer to help me. So you risk your life to be safe. Yeah, to be safe. Let me protect myself from the police officers and go home. And go home. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's just one of the stories of being black in America. Yeah. I remember when you told the story on the podcast about you and the babies at the movie theater. I mean, everybody has stories, unfortunately. Yeah. That's, the, that's the part. That ties us all together, um, which kind of brings us to the topic today about trauma bonds, really. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Honestly, truly, um, me and Jay were talking offline recently um, kind of about trauma bonds. Um, and this is kind of the idea of we learn how or we've kind of created a normalcy out of relating to each other based on an, a shared traumatic experience, right? Now, I will say, Jay, like, we're going to talk about this kind of from a stop doing that standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, though, at the same time, kind of the episode with E.T. and them, you know what I mean? They all shared their trauma and bonded in that way and realized they all had the same experience. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Um, they've had they had experiences together, experience racing together. They talk about going to the restaurant, trying to make the reservation. They've had their own individual experiences. Um, and there is, I think before we get into it, I think there's a part that's actually a part of our collective culture in the black community is that we just know, like as black women, you know, I can come in and say something to another black woman who's going through it in a corporate world. And we instantly, like I get it, say less. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. so there's a certain mm -hmm. connection, unfortunately, that bonds us together due to our collective trauma. True. You know what I'm saying? That's true. However, um, I, I'm going through a, a rough divorce. You went through a divorce. I'm not bonding over that. Yeah. Now, we're already homegirls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have already established things, other things that we have yep. connected on. Then that's fine. Yeah, we can build a deeper connect. We can, listen, girl, I'm going through it. Mm -hmm. I know you understand me. But if I'm meeting someone, it's like, oh, God, I'm going through this horrible, horrible divorce. They are going through a horrible, or have been there. And that, when we can say that's all we talk about, I don't want that type of relationship. Yeah. I need something uplifting in every relationship I have. Like, I don't want to bond because you in the corporate world and you're the only black woman and I in the corporate world and I'm the only black woman. I don't think it's healthy. I just don't think it's healthy. Okay, so when you say it's not healthy, do you, okay, if you start a relationship that way, let's say you and should. And it grows? Yeah, like you show up to the job and you're like, man, it's only 
one yeah. or two other black women here. Yeah, yeah, that's nothing but like a conversation starter when it's like, okay, we related on this topic and then it expands to other yeah. things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I have a relationship um like that. Asia and I started off like that. Yeah. Um, with her divorce and in in, in mine. Yeah. And then we now we don't even talk about that. We of talk course. about everything else. But that's just how we kinda related in the beginning when we didn't know each other, but if she would have kept talking about what you're going through now, oh my God, what is he doing? What did he say? Oh, he, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I would not have been able to deal with it. Yeah. I would not sure. have been able to deal with it. So yeah, to answer your question, if it does, yes, you can relate to someone on a trauma bond, mm -hmm. but don't make it all about that connection. Yeah. You guys, if you, if you've been through something, that person been through something, hell, y'all owe it to each other to, to seek out things that are the opposite of that trauma, you know? Okay, yeah. you've been through this, I've been through that. What you like to do? Yeah. Let's let's go out and have some fun. Let's not even think about that. Yeah. Let's, you know, if you need some help with it, I got you. Or you need to build every, every now and then, got you, I got you. But no, I'm not, I'm not out here building relationships off of that. I agree, I agree. I think it is a very fine line between um, lingering there and staying there in that space too long mm -hmm. um, and letting it evolve into something that becomes healing mm -hmm. and and you revert back to wholeness because um we've all been through something i think the part you and i have always hated you and i the part you and i have always hated that we've been talking about for years is that you know in a conversation you know somebody will begin talking about themselves and something that they're going through and somebody else will automatically you know bring the conversation to them and talk about themselves and what they're going through and and sometimes it, it's never a bond sometimes it could be you know a five-minute conversation you could just be in a store in the line with somebody it could be oh yeah and passing and passing. Yeah, they just completely hijack the conversation they completely hijack the conversation and it is a huge pet peeve a huge pet peeve. yeah it's extremely i i can't even handle it if i'm not in the conversation if i hear someone trying to express something they're going through and the person they're, t they're talking to hijacks the conversation and makes it about them. It, it cringe. I cringe. It's really cringy. Yeah. It's super cringy. Um, but if that happens to be a relationship that may potentially evolve into something more because it's a coworker, a family member, or a church member, somebody you're going to see on a regular basis, we want to be careful with building relationships where the foundation is um, the trauma that we've been through and entail without ignoring the fact that it is necessary because it is therapeutic, right? We don't want to push it down, hold it in. It mm -hmm. is therapeutic to talk through it. It is therapeutic. And that's almost the way we relate to people. Like, like I remember a client sought me out and was like, the reason I decided to, uh, book you as a personal trainer is because you uh, lost a lot of weight. I like that. And, you know, you were black and you did this and you did that. And so sometimes we seek people out who feel like they can relate to us based Absolutely. on our trauma or our experiences, right? Um, and so we don't want to overshadow that. But I think it's important not to um, live there and just the, the woe is me and that becomes the foundation of your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have any much more to add to that except... Um and sometimes those relationships serve their serve their purpose, and you have to distance yourself from that person because Seasonal. you're you're moving past it, and they're not. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you you're, you're like okay, in. I'm kind of healing from this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm kind of you know I'm kind of gotten better. Yeah, new friends who yeah. you know mad and still bitter, playing on. Who knows? Like that's no. interesting. That's interesting because I think you've had a relationship in your life like that where it, the connection, where the connection was like 
gossip or negativity or whatever. And then when you outgrew that, it was like, what we got left? Yeah, I don't want to got. I just made a post about it. Did you see that post I made? What did it say? On Facebook about, um, I hate when I see someone old and I realize we went to high school together. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I wrote all the things to keep you young, basically. Of course, food and blah, blah, blah. But one of the things was gossip. And I was like, you know, um, stop gossiping so much. Stop gossiping so much. Like, that is a sign of dissatisfaction with yourself. Yes. It really is. Yes. No one I can tolerate at this point in my life. You cannot be you cannot be a gossiper. I'm sorry. Now you can give me the tea sometimes. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we gotta move past that quick. I, I mean I really know someone who the whole entire time we're together, it's like gossip, gossip, gossip. I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah, just, I just talking can't. about other people. Um, I just, it, it just, it wears me down. Absolutely. And and I don't really know how to navigate out of it. So, so you just got to distance yourself in the relationship period. Yeah. Unless you're a person that knows how to be like, listen, I don't want to, I don't, I, look, I don't do gossip no more. Yeah. Because they said Alicia Keys is like that. All her friends like did like a little piece on her like. It's annoying to the point where she doesn't want to hear any gossip. You try mm. to come to her with something, and she, and she just totally shuts it down. Yeah. Yep. And so. that's all about, man, you got to be a little alpha to do that, too. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I think you're alpha. Maybe Alicia's alpha. I think sometimes if you're a little more beta and you, like, go with the flow or you don't like confrontation or you don't like disagreeing and you just like to be the peace and the synergy and the You don't want to rock the boat. don't want to rock the boat. And then sometimes... It's, it's hard for people, Jay. It's it was hard. hard for me, but... but you, what, what do you mean by distance? Because the people could keep coming. Like, you want to meet up or you want to let me call and chat or let me text you. Like, what do I do? Like, how do you distance yourself from that relationship? We make it sound easy. We do make it sound easy. But we not... got somebody in our life who was not easy for them to distance themselves from, from that. Yeah, that's You know true. what I mean? And so... I, then I just say address it. Address it really nicely. Because when, when you say... When people say uh, confront, confrontation, it sounds so aggressive. It does. Confronting someone with something can be so nice and, and so, it, it can be totally be done in a way that, because I, I, um, I was just at a bonfire mm -hmm. and that one of the questions was, who are you most vulnerable with? Mm -hmm. And one of the girl's answers was, my mom, because she has a way of making me feel right, even when she's telling me I'm wrong. Mm. And I was like, wow, now that's a that's a trait. Now mm. that's a trait to have. Mm. She said by the end, of, she said the whole time I think she's agreeing with me. And I get off the phone and realize she just corrected me the whole time. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was all. <laughs> so it's the approach. It's, it's the approach. And it's when the you. Approach. Yeah. And, and, with, and what you do. So it's a way to do things and you might have to, man, don't sleep on YouTube. YouTube is like my, <laughs> they tell you anything. Facts. How do I become a better tooth fairy? YouTube. Yeah. How do I go better tooth fairy? <laughs> anything. Like what? All right. Anyway. That's yeah. so funny. Um, that's, I, I, got a, I got a question. As before we do that, what you been eating in quarantine? Because, listen. This vegan junk food been looking real sexy to me, Jack. I don't. I'm gonna talk about it. No, we about to talk. No, about I don't want to talk about Michelle. To, <laughs> no, I, I think we owe this to the people to know they're not alone. Let's hit it one time. You are not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, yo, Jay. Remember, I sent you the, the picture of those fake chicken nuggets. Yes, with ranch. ranch. Yes. 
Jay, when I say it was not it worth was, it. It wasn't? No. I thought I was going to hit you later. Like, I have no regrets. All regrets. I had all regrets. I am so upset at training my palate that I really enjoy home-cooked fresh food that the vegan junk food, I can't extract much joy out of it. I bought some fake chicken nuggets, and I said, what is it? It was by the Garden brand. Yeah, I, I knew that. Garden. I can't Why do didn't it. they tell me? You had already bought it. I'm not no, gonna I sent you that picture from the store. Oh, I didn't know. I thought that was like on your table about to go down. No, that was in the market. Oh, no, I'll mess with Gardein. It's too processed. It's too, like. Who would you go? Okay, what's your processed vegan junk food? My processed with? vegan junk food is stuff like um, the field roast sausage. I mess with the field roast boys. Um, the Italian joints. Yeah. And like, I consider tofu junk food. I do. Okay, I don't consider tofu junk. It's just organic soybeans and water. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't feel right about it in my spirit. No, it's that's fair. No, that's you fair. know what I mean? That's fair. I don't, I don't mess with gardenes and, and uh, what is that? Um, Morning Star. Nah, no, um, no, no. But I'm going to tell you the, the uh, vegan junk food I ate. And I, and I don't have any regrets. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> diet pizza pepperoni just the other day. Really? You did diet pizza? Listen. You hate diet cheese. So I thought. <laughs> so I thought. Listen, out of this quarantine, I didn't eat three. I didn't eat. I ate the pepperoni, which slaps. It slaps. What's the pepperoni I, made out of? Soy. Um, I don't remember. Okay, okay. I don't remember. Not that it matters. Junk food. It was junk food. Yeah, I knew. Risking it all anyway. Yeah, yeah. Definitely put my life on the line for yeah, that one. Absolutely. Um. And I cut up some onions because it's strictly like a pepperoni pizza. Cut up some onions, put some green peppers on there. That was it. Oh, slaps. But then when I took it out, hold on. You, you see, you jumping ahead of me now. <laughs> okay, jumping right ahead of me. You know, full description. Yeah, yeah. Go, go so for it. When I got it out, I put some sprinkle some basil on that thing. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> I put a little garlic. Mm-hmm. I did that. Okay, how minced garlic? You chopped up some fresh garlic. Like how you do the garlic? No, I I sprinkle. I was gonna put the um fresh garlic, but every time I eat pizza with that minced garlic or that fresh garlic, it takes over. It's too much. It's too much. Got so it. I just sprinkle the powder, just a little, just a little, just to give it a. Mm, do is that garlic? Just a hint. <laughs> and <laughs> just and then that. yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all I want it. Like I take. I think yeah. <laughs> Yeah, be confused. Like, still walking away after it's done. Like, I, I still don't know. Did I have garlic? <laughs> and then I sprinkled a little um, Italian seasoning on it. Oh, God. I said, Lord, if it's not meant for me to have this pizza, give me a sign. I, I didn't get one. It. I didn't get one sign. <laughs> she said she didn't get one sign. No, nothing. nothing. You asked the Lord. I did. And the Lord always answered. Oh, delivered. Not that day. So, yeah. You ate because, pizza. Because it was right for me. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I was the queen of doctoring up a vegan pizza. Now, my vegan have you had this brand? You mess with Annie's, no cheese? No, you mess with that. I don't can't mess with that. Why not? Because they don't have no cheese. I can only I can only okay. eat my homemade no cheese pizza. I cannot eat store-bought no cheese. cheese. Okay, so let me tell you how I doctor mine up now. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Now, all that stuff that you cut up on there, the peppers, the onions and stuff, you do that before you put it in the oven? Yeah, yeah, I put it on there and put it in the oven. You put it on there while the pizza is frozen? Yes. Same. Okay, so listen. You take the Annie's No Cheese Boy. Okay. This is what I do while it's still frozen. Okay. Okay. I sprinkle the nutritional yeast on mm. it. That's the cheese. Okay. The nutritional yeast. Then Chico. I take some marinara sauce. Okay. I prefer Newman's own. Okay. Marinara sauce. Put a couple tablespoons of that boy on mm -hmm. there. Just like okay. that. Okay. 
And you know we love them olives. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Jay, I sliced up a few olives. Black olives, for those who don't know. I mess with Kalamata myself. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, that's okay. I apologize. No, it's all right. So I do the Kalamata olives. <laughs> Put that on there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Put that boy. Now, let me tell you what I did last week. Mm -hmm. Last week. So, you know, I've been making these uh, vegan lasagnas. So I had some homemade ricotta cheese left over. All right. I'm with you. Jay. I'm right here with you. I'll put a few slaps of that ricotta. What's, what's, the, what's the measurement for slaps? A measurement for a slap, okay, is around about anywhere from a teaspoon to a tablespoon and a I half. I thought that. I thought that, but I want to be presumptuous. <laughs> anywhere. Anywhere from a teaspoon to a tablespoon and a half. Anything can happen. Right, the, the, splatter, she talking the about. splatter is where it's at, okay? It's all in the splatter. Absolutely. So I had some homemade ricotta I put on that sucker with the marinara sauce, with the olives, with the nutritional yeast. Listen, put it in the oven 10 minutes. See, do you like your piece of crust crunchy or soft? Right in between. See, I thought I liked the crunchy. See? Until I found out I don't. I don't either, Jay. I, it was talking to me. I don't either. Like, because for some reason, it makes it hard to kind of rip apart. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it just ain't. It, it ain't right. Ain't it. No, no, yeah. So no. right between soft and crunchy. Right, right in, in the middle. The, right medium. in the middle. Medium. That's perfect. So, you know, I'm a little bougie. I like to eat mine with a fork and knife. So I need to be able to stab through the whole thing. You, you can't kind of just through. almost ruined the whole thing. How? You, you pick your slices up by hand? As a real pizza eater does. Please. And you Please. eat your french fries with forks too, don't you? I mean, time, if they had ketchup, sometimes, who wants the hands all sticky? Who raised you? <laughs> right, don't tell Kathy. Don't tell Kathy. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Listen, Jay, man, so that's my boy. So, okay, I'm going to have to have you try the Annie's again. Next time you come over, I come over, I'm going to bring one. We're going to doctor it up. We should have a piece off. You do yours, I do mine. Yo, <laughs> Tiff bring hers. Oh, do Tiff got, Tiff got a frozen piece that she like? Not frozen, but okay. she, can, she can get the one that she like from um, uh, that place, and it'll be right this mine time. Mine piece, wasn't it mine Yeah. Piece, I think? Okay, we're gonna have a pizza off. All three of us, we're gonna bring our pizza and see who slaps the best. Cause I think I, I think I be hooking up Annie's. I ain't gonna hold. Yeah, it. and diet it, for some reason that mozzarella it don't taste like I don't know. It's all right. It's all right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I was surprised you said diet frozen pizza. You I was surprised myself. I was diet because you know what happened during this quarantine. I wasn't eating no restaurants, nothing. Right. Right. And I was desperate for pizza. Desperate. Desperation. Because usually I would just go to uh, buddies and, and they. That's right. But. The, you know, but I couldn't, so I just went straight to the market, picked that up. Look at you doing your thing, girl. Mm -hmm. Listen, I had my first uh, dine out, dine out experience. Uh, before we move on, well, since we still on food, look, y'all stay healthy during the quarantine. Now, listen, we, we're we not still... trying to encourage nobody. What we're saying is, don't don't be like us. Don't do be like us. Say not as I do. Right, be plant based. So we don't talk y'all enough that y'all should be the devil for us at this point. Okay, we right. We serve to protect. When the teacher becomes a student, Lord help us. We need some plants in our life, Lord. We don't succumb to all that. I can't believe I bought them fake chicken nuggets. When I said that's the worst thing. Yeah, I when you did. texted to me, I was like, I hope that work out. I'm so like, mad at you. I didn't know don't you ever assume I'm at home. <laughs> You're right. You should have been like, don't do with this. That's not it. That's don't not do it. Gardein at all. Oh. Is there anything Gardein you like? God. You know what I used to like? Man, we like these too, though. When Tabitha did the demo on their chicken sandwiches. Remember? You know why we could do the, those? Why? Well, I know why I could. Because I didn't use their bread. I just used the patty. And then uh, I, you can doctor it up. See, those nuggets, you can't doctor it up no type true. of way. That's it's just true. what they give you is what you eat. That. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's my first problem. If what you give me is what I got to eat, that's the no, first thank problem you. with the vegan junk food. You hear me? Listen, I went out, me and a client of mine, we had our last nutritional coaching session last week. And she was like, please, for our last nutritional coaching session, can we can we meet up and uh, get some takeout? We were going to go to El Mary's because mm-hmm. we've been talking about their buffalo cauliflower wings, mm-hmm. right? Which slap, right? Mm-hmm. They, you know. And um, I was like, for sure. So it was last Thursday. I texted her that morning. I said, I'm not really in the mood for El Mary's. I'm in the mood for Freshie. Right? I was just yeah, in the mood Freshie's for... Yeah, Freshie's nice. You know Freshie is our spot, Jay. So we met at Freshie and we ate, you know, sat outside and the patio was so mm, nice. Yeah, so it was easy to get a spot on the patio? It was, yeah, we was literally the only ones there. Nice. That's the only way I was willing to do it, almost. A small patio. It's risky, yeah. you know. So we sat on the patio because it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon on the Thursday. Man, Jay, we sat out, ordered our salads. It was so out? good. The sun was out. Wow. We had a little spot in the shade. Wow. When I say, I ain't never threw my head back in laughter so many times. And one. Okay. <laughs> Jack, it was so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was did just. You feel like you was like in a movie or something? I did. Yeah. I had my little legs crossed, my yeah. little salad out on the patio watching passersby. I this said, is the this good is, life. Living this is a good, the life. good life. It was like I was in a dream and I never woke up. I said, this is what it used to be like. Wow, this is amazing. And at the end, I told her, I was like, you know, this is my first time dining out. You know, since quarantine, she felt so honored and special. Girl, speaking of <laughs> um, just a dream, never waking up, whatever. So Bryson's so dramatic. You know, I took my kids to Lower Huron to fly kites and walk the trail uh-huh. last Saturday, like I told you. <laughs> Bryson, like, this reminds me of 2012. Now, mind you, he was born in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of 2012. Well, was young <laughs> he was like, he was like, Naming like music that was out last summer. <laughs> he, he like, remember this song, Mama? Remember this song? The sun looked just like this. I'm like, Bryson, you remember we used to go out and, and do this last summer? <laughs> Baby done been locked up. He think that was ages ago. Like, no, it was like 11 months. <laughs> Boy. It's hitting the kids different. Man, you know the time, you know, as you get older, the time seems really short. But when you're a kid, Wow. It's, it seems really long. So he like, man, looking at the sky, just like, wow. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid right. Man, that so, so funny. that was so funny. I'm like, yeah, no, we was, we was out here last time. We do this every year, actually. <laughs> young man. Uh, final, okay, I need your help with something, Jay. I need your help with something. Listen, I really need your help with this. So um, a lot of, first of all, white people have been checking on their black friends. Okay. And I respect it. I feel yeah. it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I, I have one client, and I told you about this. Her white neighbor, you know, put a note in her mailbox saying, mm-hmm. we stand with you. Black Lives Matter. You know, they left a nice little quote on the note, you know, from Martin Luther King. You know, hate is too much to bear. We choose love. Like, and she really felt good about that. And she, I remember her telling me, you know, I'm going to have to take a minute to reply, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I had, you know, a white client check on me, like, just text me out the blue, just how you doing, you know, over there? What's, you know, how you feeling, blah, blah, blah. And I've had a lot of people in my life tell them, tell me about their white friends checking on them, their white colleagues checking on them. And at first I was for it. I'm like, yes, that's what's up. You know, show your solidarity. Depends on what the check-in look like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you just send a note saying, we support you. We here for you. We stand with you. That's amazing. But I've also had um, a few people tell me that now their white friends or colleagues or whatever are coming to them saying, "Explain this to me. Break it down for me. Um, tell me what it's like." Right. So I've had that happen to me just two days ago. 
somebody said, can I book a call with you um, next week? Can I get an hour of your time? And I said, sure, I'm available Monday, blah, blah, blah. So we set it for Monday at 10 a.m., which would have been today. And then he replied and was like, cool. I want you to explain to me what it's like being black in America. So I said, oh, in that case, you need to hit me on Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. I need, I, they, I can't address that on Monday. You know what I mean? I like, I need some time mm-hmm. to process this. And then, so I got to really, really thinking about it. And so first I want to ask you, and I want you to help me devise an answer. Cause I'm breaking this down to a white man in his sixties. Okay. And he wants to know, Lisa, can I sit down with you? And you really make me understand. Now there's a, we could talk about later, like, who, who are they supposed to go to? Because at first I was like, why are you putting this on me? You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I also Ooh. respect the fact that you want to yeah. understand my experience. Because I remember telling you when I went to the uh, African American History Museum in D.C., I got so angry mm-hmm. with, you know, Caucasian people being there because I wanted to experience that on my own. But then when I heard the white father explaining to his young daughter about slavery and saying, would you want somebody to do that to you and force you to work? I was like, okay, they want to understand experience too. And we mm-hmm. need that, right? Right. So this is that. Mm-hmm. So now, Jay, I'm going to pose the question to you. If somebody was to ask you, a white person that's trying to understand what it's like for you to exist in this country, what would you say? And I tell you what I think I came up with and you help me out. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a loaded Super question. Super loaded. That's loaded, but I'll, I'll one, one, one thing is just imagine never knowing the cause of anything that affects you and your family. Imagine never knowing if you got someone in your family was killed because they were doing something that warranted that or because it was black. If you got that, didn't get that promotion because you didn't work hard enough or right. because you're black. Right. If they're suspicious of you because you really matched the description or is it because you're just black and they're thinking of skew. If you got pulled over because you were really going too fast or they, or is it because you're black? Yeah. Like every single thing has a question mark. I over. have to filter it through. Is it because I'm black? Yeah. That's uh, everything. Yeah. Everything. And if I receive something that <clears throat> I deserve, uh, uh, say a promotion, is it because I'm black? Yeah. Do you want to look Even like you have powerful. diversity? Yeah. You know? Am I just Are a token? You, token? You're trying to meet the quota? Yep. You never, it never feels like the world sees, sees the content of your character at like at face value or if they even take the time to just go past face value and get to know the real you. It seems like it's always, and that's not just from white people. A lot of black people will judge you yeah. from Facts. for being black Facts. because they've bought into the stereotype. Well, let's move into a white neighborhood. They bought into the stereotype that when you black see black yeah. teenagers, they're going to rob you, you know, and it's... <laughs> It's just constantly, is the word cloaked? Yeah, is the word cloaked? I feel cloaked with sadness that sometimes I'm not even aware of. Yeah. I feel cloaked with fear sometimes that I'm not even aware of. Mm. I feel cloaked with sometimes inferiority, not because I believe I'm inferiority, but you're projecting that onto me because I know you believe it. Yeah. So when... I'm going around, let's say, a, um, my superior at work or something, that inferiority that you're projecting, I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you, you feel superior to me. Mm-hmm. And now it's making me act mm-hmm. a certain way because in my mind, like, 
you're not for one minute about to think that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I've received emails. That was warranted. <laughs> that was warranted. <laughs> but had it came from someone like me, yeah. my response wouldn't have been so, you aggressive know. Or uh, so aggressive. Yeah. yeah, very direct. Yeah. Very. Like, the, what you're not, what's not about to happen is this. And not, ooh, I'm sorry. Just snatched my microphone off. Um, what's not about to happen is is what you're trying to it's almost like even when things are warranted i feel like an unnecessary need to protect myself yeah because i don't feel like it's all innocent i don't feel like you're just going at okay you you know we got to submit our vacation days two days prior and you did it uh one day i always feel like mm, if, if i was you know one of your own would you we really be having this conversation Maybe she would. Yeah. Who knows? But I never know. A question mark I never know. Like and so I just always filter it through that. It, is it because I'm black or is it because it's warranted? And then, of course, there's so many other things. I mean, I can just go on and on. But, you know, it's having to teach your kids things that they don't have to teach their kids. You know, work it twice as hard. You know, don't wear don't wear your hoodie anywhere when you're in public not because it's just tacky yeah not because it's just you don't need it because it puts you in danger it puts you at risk yeah like you literally can get killed for that yep don't play with toy guns outside yep don't don't if you need help don't walk don't knock on a random door because you that that might be the death of you yep like don't jog in your neighborhood. Don't sleep on the bed and don't buy Skittles. I mean, it's just so many things you can't do. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. And then to know that the list is never mm -hmm. ending. Yeah. Because if I'm a person with a deep-seated hatred for something, what what am I really going to do in a, in a dark alley? What am I really going to do if you at a park at night no one's around with a camera? What would I really do when the cameras is off? What would I really do? Mm -hmm. If I'm willing to do it in broad daylight with the cameras on, what would I do when no one's watching? But I almost feel like the broad daylight with the cameras on, even though we see plenty of that, it's not the biggest threat to us. I think it's the ones, you know, behind the desk in the boardroom in the corporate, you know what I mean, that it doesn't matter that you're recording, you know what I mean? Because you just checking a box on your computer denying me of an opportunity. Like, I feel like the blatant racism where it's literally like hate and physical aggression and anger and calling me out my name and all of this stuff. Um, but that's what I mean. What would you do when no one's watching? If you're willing to do this on camera, what would you do off camera? But the ones doing it on camera is savages. They don't have any. <laughs> they're like animals. They're like, like, I feel like they're the less threatening. How? The ones that's willing to get violent and do all that on camera that don't care. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's less of them and more of the other type, more of the cloaked type of racist. Right? Of course, it's going to always be closet. And yeah, you're right. It's going to be the ones who... I just watched um, a video with a um, uh, Black Lives... Uh, I believe an Asian woman, a girl, mm -hmm. wrote Black Lives Matter on the back of her windshield. And her neighbor came over in a whole rant. Like It was almost like he was going to put her his hands on her. Move your car. Move your car. Move your car. I'm Jewish. And you know what we've been through? You and, and, and blah, blah, blah. To the point, she moved her car. And everybody was saying, now she, he's going to think he can do that. She probably thought the man was going to throw a brick through her window. Wow. I mean, it was, she was like, why are you being racist? It's not about just black. We're saying all lives matter. But she was explaining it right. Right, right, right. 
no, you, I mean, he was like, I mean, he was so angry. Move your car. Do you know what I've been, that's exactly what we were just talking about. Bringing it back and to then, you. This ain't about you. And that's the same type of person who you, like you said, it'll be, he'll be next to you in the supermarket saying hello. You'll never know. You'll, you'll never, never know. know. He just got caught, you know, he just got that's caught on crazy. camera, but and didn't even know the camera was there. But yeah, <laughs> it's more of them. It's more of the people who, and like that, who either probably didn't know the camera was rolling or will only do it when it's not or mm -hmm. only do it through, like you said, emails or do it secretly or yeah. not hire you or, yeah. but what's interesting is that they've been getting caught on camera mm. and the way that they have been responding to save their business yeah. and their jobs. Absolutely. Is, people really think like they're apologizing for, uh, no, 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 no. They're not apologizing you're, for us. No, they're, I didn't. And it's always that, that I don't know. I didn't remember, right? Right. I didn't, I didn't realize. So I don't know. Yeah. So, okay. Tell What's me. your answer? Okay. So here's what I'm going to tell him. I, don't know, I made some notes because I'm really like trying to figure this out. Right. I feel like it's a lot of pressure to get this right. But was it like being black in America? I say it, it's like being in a toxic relationship with a celebrity. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I said, um, because you're with this in this relationship with the celebrity. Right. Yeah. You think that all the perks that the celebrity get, you get. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. this is my mate. Right. This is my spouse. Right. But so we think we reside in the celebrity world. We think we have the same access that our celebrity spouse has. Right. Mm -hmm. We think we can, you know, go through the front door, too. We think we can call and make reservations and just say our name and get a table. We think that we get all the perks that the celebrity get. Right. Um, and but we find out that when we try, um, we don't. And the 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 indiscretions, this, this we're in an abusive relationship with this celebrity. And when this celebrity is abusive to us or whatever, um, they do such a great job at making up that we decide to stay a little longer, like mm -hmm. a true abusive relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe mm -hmm. that part. Maybe that one was my fault. Mm -hmm. And I and I provoked him or her. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so we keep staying in a relationship, hoping it'll get better. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so some of us, some of us eventually get fed up in the toxic relationship and we decide to leave, mm -hmm. i.e. denounce our citizenship, move abroad or become sovereign and stay in America. Like, I don't even want to be in a relationship with you no more. But then, you know, but then but most of us stay. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think. And, and because the celebrity we're in a relationship with, even when we try and take the legal route by getting back at our mate like the bait the abuse and try and report it our complaints fall on deaf ears because the celebrity has so many connections and pulls right it makes me think of you know the whole thing that happened with the jeffrey epstein guy right mm -hmm. child molester they just did a you know there's a whole documentary on netflix mm -hmm. about him right and i remember in this documentary uh one of his you know earlier victims was like he abused me and my sister. We went to the FBI, mm -hmm. right? And the FBI, and we, it never went anywhere. Yeah, right? I remember that. that I yes, and so that's what it's like. And that's exactly what they were. She was basically in a relationship with a celebrity who had power and pool. And that's what it's like to be black in America, no matter, even when we try to get out of it and try and report, like, we've been done wrong. They're doing wrong to us. When we go, they beat on us. They treat us bad. They minimize us, blah, blah, blah. We never really even get retribution when we try to do it the right way so now what's happening right now in modern day what's happening right now we try all the legal ways of trying to report the wrongdoings now 
in this abusive relationship, we're physically fighting back. Mm -hmm. And you're getting mad at us for physically swinging back. Mm -hmm. When before we just took the hits and tried to report it, you know, to the authorities, to whoever can help us get us, we call it the abusive hotline. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it didn't work. So now you mad at us for throwing a bottle through a target window because we're finally fighting back in this toxic relationship. Part of that, that's part of the analogy I'm putting together. Mm-hmm. Got a couple holes in it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But I want to use an analogy. You know what I mean? The analogy, it almost makes it sound nicer than it is. Mm. Being in a relationship with a celebrity. No, it's more so like being in a relationship with a damn devil. Mm-hmm. The damn devil. And But who would choose that? Because we think we think the country is full of opportunities, right? Because obviously the country is the abusive abuser, right? We didn't choose that. We didn't. We didn't choose this. Well, many people do, Jay. Many people be like, this is why would you want to leave this country? Why would you want to do anywhere? This is the best place to be. There's so many people think that. They don't know better. Down change them from saying it and believing it. This is you can have anything you want. You can you can become a millionaire. You can have a white picket fence. You can start your own business. Many people believe that this is the land of opportunity for them. So we're choosing to be in a relationship. Who chooses to be in a relationship with the devil? Well, moving away, moving abroad, moving out the country. For one, the grass ain't greener. And it's unfamiliar. You know, people always choose the, the to poison st- they know. To say with the devil they know. Now that, yes. I said the poison. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> poison devil. Yeah. Right. But, because in, in the relationship, you know how in an abusive relationship, the highs are high and the low are low. So mm-hmm. our, when the highs are high, Barack can come, come president. When the lows are low, George Floyd get murdered. You know what I'm saying? So when the highs are high, we like, okay, there's some progress happening in this relationship. Let's stay a little while longer and see where this go. Mm. We get a, we get a few things, you know what I'm saying? I get it, but the being in a relationship with a celebrity, it just don't it just don't do it for me. It sounds too nice. Okay, go for it. I don't know. What the? You just run this on me. I gotta think about this. I told you. It's like being a damn squirrel crossing the street, and somebody intentionally hits you, and the world just look at it like it's roadkill. Like. Nobody didn't think you should have stopped. Like you, you shouldn't have, you know, chased after him and shot him in the back. It's just like, oh, okay, another dead black person. Let's get him off the street. I mean, we got too many of them anyway, invading neighborhoods, you know, pants sagging. Yeah. I mean, on it. Yeah, I don't gotta. I don't get. I don't have a good analogy, but it damn sure ain't like being in a relationship with no damn celebrity. I'm pretty. Yeah. No. I need help with this. Just been an abusive relationship. Why do you need an analogy? Yeah, it riddled me that. Because I don't know how to explain it. Tell him. Is he paying you for this? <laughs> First of all, <laughs> I'm getting mad. Tell him to listen to Pick a Side. <laughs> I thought about I was like, let me give him some homework first. Pick a side. I was going to give then, him. Then you tell me what it's like. <laughs> the hell, let me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna tell them to watch uh, the couple documentaries on Netflix. Thirteenth is one. Um, when they see as a couple, you know, documentaries that kind of highlight our experience. Um, but I wanted to highlight too, like the day to day stuff. 
You know what I mean? They, they, they talked about the day-to-day stuff. Going in a restaurant to book a table. Yeah, 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 on the podcast. I was, I was thinking about documentaries at first. I didn't think oh. about the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell them so. to listen to that. And, and also let him know that your experience is not the same experience as a man. Your experience as a black woman, as much as we are harassed, well, as much as we're discriminated against, yeah, it's nothing like a, a black man True. because they are really, really scared of a black tall or dark yeah. or just a man period, a little twelve year old boy playing with a toy gun in a park. True. Such so, a heavy. I'm like, why am I burdened? All the burdens we gotta bear right now. Like we gotta. Now we gotta explain emotions. to you. Now we gotta explain to. Now explain to me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, you. But you take this message back to your people. It's like a. Uh, to give him an the analogy you need to give is like those annoying weeds. You know how the kids think it's cute to give you that annoying thing that when you blow it, all the things go, the pollen goes. Tell him that's what he needs to be once you give him this information. I want all this information to be <laughs> to get spread, <laughs> whether it's annoying or not, okay? And some people are not going to be able to handle it, like the people with allergies. I need you to spread it anyway. You don't get this um, uh, information and just level yourself up on the knowledge. You or you're probably about that. to write a book and try to get some spoke with Lisa A. Smith. Tell him. <laughs> To sign away, you me face to face. Tell him to sign a waiver in any book or any type of document. All made. my words credited, exactly. Slick, you're right about I that. I just was interested. Oh, it really, really. Why you got a New York Times bestseller though? <laughs> <laughs> you want to explain that to me? Uh, and specifically on chapter three, I distinctly remember saying <laughs> that's another thing, just being suspicious of everything. No, anyway. You're right. This is part of weathering in and of itself. Yeah. What is this really about? Yeah. yeah. What do you want from me? Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Okay. That's all I need to help with. That's all we really got today, guys. I mean, this is heavy. Um, I hope you guys have been listening to uh, our 60-second tips of the week last couple episodes. Um, I broke down, you know, what it means from an emotional standpoint to allow yourself to feel during this time from a health standpoint we got to be very very cautious and careful because these experiences that we're collectively going through um, can really have an impact on your physical and mental health right over long term and so be very careful with how you're channeling and processing everything um, so if you haven't already listened to the last couple 60 second tips of the week from the black health academy on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast and please um, share and follow like, leave a comment, leave us a review, um, and let's make sure that we're using and choosing our own voices during this time, right? Let's make sure we're connecting to our people and each other. So you can join www.theblackhealthacademy.com, 100% free platform where you can get master classes on everything from um, mental health, right? How three ways to get over anxiety. Um, we have a masterclass in there about what it means for traumatic, post-traumatic slavery disorder, um, but then always all the way to, you know, plant-based nutrition and physical fitness. And Jay, we're gonna end on a super, super high note, super, super high note, hey. super, super high note, high, high, high note, nope. super, super, hey, nope. it's high gonna be note. high, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, <laughs> shot, 
out to us. The Black Health Academy is now accredited through the American School. Association of Drugless Practitioners. We will now be certifying people in plant-based nutrition. I'm so, so, so proud uh, that the Black Health Academy is now a certified entity. Just got the news a couple days ago. So we out here, y'all. We out here, y'all. So excited. Um, so we're, you know, we're about to use our farm-to-table course, our plant-based nutrition course, um, and I'm in a process of creating another leg of certification so people can teach that course so people can be certified in plant-based nutrition so we can educate each other and more importantly so that we can put more faces of color in the health realm that's been part of the problem with us adopting some of these modalities is that we just don't see ourselves so now the black health academy will be a vehicle to do that and we ain't even hit our third birthday yet you better come and get it Ha ha no. On ha, a high ha, high high no. Uh, uh. How we ending? <laughs> on, on a high high, high no. no. We, gotta, we gotta get together, y'all. Okay. We're gonna figure it out. Wait. <laughs> one, two, three. On, on a high high, high no. On a high high no. On a on a on a high. What's the note gonna be? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we ain't got we ain't got it. We keep We're gonna figure it out. All right. Though. Yeah, let's go. Come <laughs> All right. The, the Black Health Academians. What was our name? The Black Health Academians. <laughs> we got that. We got that, baby. On a high, high note. On a high, high note. Listen, Stu, all news ain't bad news. You hear me? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure, Jay. I'm so happy we back in these streets, right, recording like never before. Happy to see you again. Happy to be back. Um, guys, make sure you go out, hug on somebody, love on somebody today. Uh, tell me you need. You know how the idea, Jay, what you think about this? You know how businesses um, can put up the pride flag, you know, mm -hmm. the rainbow pride flag. And you know that's a pride-friendly friendly business. I think, Biz, we should have a flag for the Black Lives Matter movement and people put up... Black flags with yeah. BLM? Yeah, or something like that. Absolutely. To represent, we support y'all, blah, blah, Because, you know, us finding out about, like, the, the owner of the taco joint and stuff like that. Like, I need to know what side you on, mm -hmm. right? So just how, like, though you see the pride flag and you know, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? We mm -hmm. stand for y'all. I think there should be... I definitely think so, too. A flag for us. I definitely think so. You know what I mean? Yep. We're a microcosm. We're, you know, uh, this, uh, this crazy country. So, anyway, we'll work on that. We'll work on getting some flags. And um, we'll see what's up. Man, look at his calves. That's nice. Wow. I love some nice calves. Anyway, we out here in the park. Just people watching. Do you know black people is calf deficient? <laughs> <laughs> Would you not move on? Do? Move on. No. 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 <laughs> I'm not projecting. I'm not projecting. I swear. Black right? people are I, 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 Yes. <laughs> pay attention. Pay attention. No, no, you're right. I got to pay attention. I know. You're right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're going to try to play me. Well, I was standing in line at Walmart the other day, bust out 100 calf raises. My stuff still look basic. No, no, it ain't working. <laughs> it ain't working. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I understand completely. And then, by the way, I think it's probably my last time shopping at Walmart. They ain't for us. All right. Anyway, next episode, we should rattle off businesses and stuff that we should no longer be supporting. Oh. All, all, um, <laughs> A-L-L-U-M. It's so hard to not. That's what I'm saying. We need a flag. Yeah, because even if it's not owned by a black person, at least be with us. That's you know a, what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Until next time, guys. Be well. Be well.